0: Welcome to the Matthew Trim Podcast. After spending 15 years at a Fortune 300 company, I left for a smaller company. I soon figured out the systems, processes, and structure that I took for granted, for the most part, did not exist in smaller companies. This podcast is about transforming your company, develop these systems, processes, and structure to maximize growth and thrive. As I do in every podcast, I would like to thank those that will listen to this episode. I really think that I am continuing to make great progress on how I approach and podcast in general. The content is getting better. And I just thank you for your patience. And I'm looking forward to future episodes. The theme for this week's podcast, can being prepared really be the most compassionate approach? And now a word from my potential future sponsor. This week, I would like to have Ford as a sponsor. Whenever anyone talks about Six Sigma, it's hard not to think about the pioneers of the topic. Toyota. I'd be fooled for a minute. But in all reality, lean techniques first started to be implemented by Henry Ford around 1913. Prior to 1913, Henry started using interchangeability to promote standard work which is really the core content of Lean. Furthermore, his factories had started using a manufacturing strategy three years prior to 1913, where continuous flow assembly allowed for a drastic increase in output, which when it comes down to it is continuous improvement and thereby Lean. It may have been Toyota who really took off with it in the 1950s, but Toyota was only able to do this after visiting a Ford facility in Detroit. Anyway, I have lots of respect for Ford and their products and would specifically like to have them as a sponsor because they have built the systems, the processes, and the structure that I talk about in this podcast. Furthermore, the systems, processes, and structure built by Ford have allowed them to survive and thrive for over 117 years. In another reality, it would be cool to get a new F-150 for being a sponsor as well. I'll keep looking out the window for it to show up. Now for the business news of the episode. This week's article comes to us from the Boston Globe. The title of the article is, It was the company her father started, then she led. Employees were like family. Now she had to let them go. This article was produced on February 6, 2021 by Katie Johnson. Of course, as always, the reference to this article can be found on the podcast description. This article went in depth about the difficult decision that Amy Sondrup, the president of Access TCA, had to make. As you can tell by the title, the company was started by her father when she was a child, and as she grew up over time, she took over the business. In early 2020, early March, to be more specific, TCA was actually performing quite well. They were on track for the biggest year on record. Then COVID hit, and this is what Amy decided to do. First off, She laid off or furloughed. The article was written very vague about laying off and furloughing. It was kind of used, they were used interchangeably, which kind of tells me maybe that the the writer of the article didn't know the difference. Either way, it said that she had to lay off and furlough 22 people on March 12th. The second thing that Amy did was less than a month later on April 3rd, she went back and laid off another 50 team members. But that's not the end. She actually was able to get a PPP loan, and therefore she hired everybody that she had laid off up to that point, 72 people, about a week or two later. So she hired everybody back, and then in May, she brought everybody together again and furloughed 175 people. She did choose 50 team members that she kept on, but with those 50 team members, their salaries or compensation were reduced to 25 to 50% of their previous wages this article once again showed that there are difficult decisions that companies have to make and further it showed that many people leading companies that have never been through something like that that there's lots of lessons to be learned how to do it properly and very specifically related to this art- article how to do it improperly so if i summarize what happened at access tca Employees were laid off twice, everybody was brought back, and then laid off a third time in a four-month period. So to get into this episode, I would like you to think about two questions associated with this business article. One, what do you think the employees of Access TCA were thinking when all those activities were happening, especially since they knew Amy from when she was a young child? Question number two, could Amy have prepared better and thereby been more respectful to the employees that were furloughed? So think about those questions. Let's get into the episode. Once again, the theme for this episode is, can being prepared really be the most compassionate approach? In episode three of the series, I talked about how preparedness is the best way to show respect to those being directly and those being indirectly impacted, as it showed that none of the decisions about who or how many were being taken lightly. This episode's no different. As you can imagine, preparedness leading up to the day of, of whatever decision has to be made, will once again show respect to the employees and show that you've put lots of thought in what you're about ready to do. There are five key steps that you should take to prepare for the day of, and this episode will go through those five key steps. Step number one, generate a timeline of events. Picture yourself as a leader leader that must go through one of these activities. When going through it, you'll most likely be thinking about communications, the effectiveness of the communication. You'll be reading the crowd. You'll be adjusting to the mood, basically really trying to stay present in the conversation that is going on. And and that's absolutely what you as a leader would need to be doing. You would want to be really present in the situation while you were laying off or furloughing or reducing wages and making that communication. You want to, you'd want to feel what the, those that were receiving it were feeling, and you'd want to under, try to understand exactly what they are communicating through body language and other micro-messaging. Now, the only way to do this is to generate a timeline of events. With the timeline of events, you will be able to take your focus off of logistics, the logistics of the communication, and focus more on being present, which is what you want to do. So what goes into the timeline of events? Well, it needs to include everything that you're going to be doing throughout the whole week or month leading up to and the day of. This timeline of events should include warn notices. These can happen many weeks to many months prior to. It should include union negotiation dates. It should include anything that needs to happen a day or two before, and it should also include a minute-by-minute timeline the day of. When we laid off at Baby Shark Company in early 2020, we had to lay off at, really it was five, five different locations, but under my tutelage, it was four facilities. Each location had different people, different requirements, different types of employees. Therefore, we generated four separate timelines. Basically, one for each facility. By doing this, we personalized each location based upon what was going on there and what really needed to go on there. Furthermore, allowed for really a timing of all the activities, so that was there was not a facility that was calling and talking about what has had or had not happened at their facility prior to the same type of communication going on at another facility. So everything was very timed out, very structured, so that those that were communicating it could be present the whole time they were there it managed the difficult time and it managed the communication flow throughout the company which was absolutely necessary step number 2 you need to generate individualized scripted talking points scripted talking points doesn't mean that you don't that you can't be present and adjust for the mood but what it does mean is it it means that you can make sure and cover off all the different points that you really need to cover off of especially if you have multiple locations giving the same type of communication scripted talking points allows for consistency throughout the whole organization also as i talked in episode 1 people don't want to hear double speak with statements such as i wish i could keep you all on like i said it, that may actually be the case but it just muddles the water The question then becomes, what should be included in the scripted talking points? First and foremost, you should just thank everybody for being there and listening. Secondly, you should tell them why you're doing what you're doing. Thirdly, you should communicate what is actually going to happen and the timing of that and how that actually looks for each and every individual. Fourthly, it should include a timeline of the state of the company. Give everybody an idea of what it could potentially look like for them being hired back if you're laying off or furloughed when they would come back or when you would expect to take their wages back to normal rates. Last but not least, you need to have closing comments. Within those closing comments, if there's any resources that are currently available at the facility or wherever you're doing this, such as uh, uh, support signing up for unemployment or counseling or any other sort of preparation you had planned for that day. This takes us to step number three, which is generate a staffing plan and general work plan for the day after. This is especially important due to everybody that's being retained. Some of them will have to wear multiple hats. There's going to be changes in workflow. There's going to be changes in how and what people are expected to do. And really those that are retained, they just want to be able to understand what they're gonna be doing and how they're gonna be doing it and when they're gonna be doing it. And by really understanding that going into it, it helps put them at ease going forward about the security of their job. The staffing plan would be communicated basically after you did the main communication with those that were directly impacted. So for example, if you were laying off, as soon as you went through the layoffs, then you would get the, the team that is retained together And communicate with them as to what's gonna happen, when it's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen, kind of give them a general idea. It doesn't have to be exact, but it needs to be thought through enough so that people can feel confident going forward. Step number four for getting ready for the day of is you need to organize support for team members, both those directly and indirectly impacted. My previous experience tells me that there's gonna be people that are confused, there's gonna be some that are very emotional. And won't listen past the first statement of you're being laid off or you're being furloughed or there's changes coming. And then there's going to be those that are very attentive. And finally, there's going to be those that are going to get mad and potentially aggressive. The leadership in general, along with the person that is doing it, needs to really understand what, what that's potentially going to look like as you're going through your displacement. There's three categories of team members that I can think of. They can help you to define what you really need. Category one is more information needed. There's going to be a lot of people that will tune out immediately after you say that there's layoffs or furloughs. Um, That being said, you need to be able to provide them a physical piece of paper or group of papers that communicate everything that you talked about in your scripted talking points so that they can actually go back and reference and read it and, and mull it over. Category two of team members is going to be need help with next steps. So they've heard everything. They just need help doing everything else, which could be signing up for insurance. They could, that could mean signing up for unemployment. That could mean helping them to understand what, how their financials are going to be impacted on a month by month basis or whatever the routine payment schedule is. These people want to understand they're going, to get, they're, they're going to move on, but they just need help figuring it all out. The third category is the angry category. If there's a small chance that you're going to have people that are going to be angry and could become aggressive or violent, you're going to want to notify the police that you're doing this activity and or higher security. By really looking at these three categories and planning for these three categories, you'll be able to provide and organize the necessary support for the team members. That are Those that are both being directly impacted and indirectly impacted. Finally, step number five, which is the most important out of the five steps. If you are the leader that is ultimately responsible for the decisions that are being made and the lives that will be changed, you should be the one communicating what is going to happen in person. So in summary, I just took you through five steps that will help you to prepare for leading up to and the day of actually going through with this significant financial displacement. So if we tie this back to the theme of the podcast, I asked the question, can being prepared really be the most compassionate approach? And my answer is yes. As I have previously communicated, at this point in the process, you have done the analysis as to why and how, and the business has to do what a business has to do. Therefore, transparency and preparedness is the most compassionate approach. Furthermore, I asked two questions related to the business news? What do you think the employees of Access TCA were thinking when all this was happening, when they were basically laid off two times, brought back, and then laid off or furloughed a third time? My personal opinion is I think most of them were accepting, then happy to come back. And then finally, I bet most of them felt disrespected and unappreciated and confused as to what was actually happening on the third layoff. I would also bet that many of them don't have any confidence in Amy as a leader anymore. The second question was, could Amy have prepared better and been more respectful of those employees that were furloughed or laid off? The answer is yes. I would have guessed if she would have thought more into the future about what it would have looked like and really followed the steps I've laid out on this episode and the other three episodes, that she would have probably made a different decision about how much and when and how... And really what it looked like. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. The scripture verse of the day is 1 Peter 2.17. This comes out of the NLT. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the King. Let's honor and respect those around us and those that work for us. Thanks again to all those that are listening. You are listening to the Matthew Trim Podcast.